Hi, my name is Professor Len Calabrese from the Cleveland Clinic, and I am delighted to present highlights of the ACR Convergence 2020 on behalf of the Cytokine Signaling Forum. ACR kicked off yesterday with the opening session, Rheumatology Strengths, Science, and Resilience. It was chaired by our president, Dr. Ellen Gravelisi. The session featured editor-in-chief of the New England Journal, Eric Rubin. If you haven't seen it already, we recommend watching his presentation, COVID-19, the Convergence of Infection and Inflammation. Thursday represented only the very tip of the iceberg with a wealth of data being presented over the coming days. The CSF have chosen a selection of highlights with the aim of sharing the most notable abstracts in cytokine signaling science with you. I'll now review Friday's highlights. This uh, is entitled RA Treatments and Their Safety. Uh, the RA Treatment Poster 1, RA Treatments uh, and Their Safety Session featured some of the most fantastic posters of the session, I believe, four of which I'd like to highlight now. These included uh, the latest safety data from clinical trials programs from Upatacitinib, Baricitinib, and Filgotinib. The first poster from Professor Kevin Winthrop and colleagues evaluates the safety data from the Baricitinib clinical trial program, which now extends out to 8.4 years. So the background of this is uh, to study uh, Bera you know, over long-term treatment, which is now, uh, as I said, extended over 8.4 years. To do this, they collated nine completed clinical trials, which range from 1B to 3, uh, with ongoing extension. I think it's important to note that there's now 3,770 patients, and this now covers over 13,000 patient years, and it had a median and maximum exposure of 4.2 and 8.4 years, respectively. This is really important in the world of safety science to get over that 10,000 uh, patient year mark, in my uh, belief. Incident rates per 100 patient years for any treatment emergent or serious adverse event including death were 25.8 and 7.2 respectively, all rates for MACE, DVT, PE, um, and non-melanoma skin cancers remained very stable over time. There was no increase in death uh, or non-melanoma skin cancers after adjusting for uh, the aging of the cohort. So in summary, the incidence rates uh, across safety topics for BERA now reaching 8.4 years are consistent with all previous analysis. The next poster is an update on the safety profile of upadacitinib. Uh, now this only has three-year data because it's uh, uh, the newest, uh, at least in the United States, um, uh, uh, JAK inhibitor. This was uh, presented by Professor Stanley Cohen and his colleagues. Um, the background is, is that um, uh, UPA has been evaluated across the spectrum of RA patients and all the phase three select clinical trial program um, and this study was designed to interrogate long-term integrated safety profile uh, relative to active comparators. So uh, when examining these, the exposure adjusted event rates, uh, adverse events leading to discontinuation, uh, SIEs uh, and opportunistic infections were comparable between UPA-15, methotrexate and adalimumab but were higher in the 30 milligram dose. And uh, as 
uh, I'm sure you're aware in the United States, this dose was not approved. Uh, rates of non-melanoma skin cancers were similar between UPA-15 and adalimumab, but again, higher for the 30. Rates of zoster were higher in both UPA groups compared with methotrexate and adalimumab. It was palpably higher in the 30 milligram uh, group. Number of deaths in patients exposed to UPA was not higher than would be expected in the general population. So we conclude uh, that the long-term follow-up of RA treated with UPA demonstrates a consistent safety profile with no new safety uh, aspects identified. Moving on now, let's talk a little bit about filgotinib. This study uh, is from my fellow CSF steering committee member and good friend, Professor Kevin Winthrop and his colleagues who presented data on up to five and a half years. Um, the safety profile of uh, Filgo has been shown to be comparative to adalimumab uh, and methotrexate. And this study provides an integrated safety analysis of the phase three, phase two, and long-term extension studies, which now go out to about 5.5 years to get a more granular view of this. Um, in the placebo set, rates were comparable between Filgo 200 and 100 and placebo. And both of those doses have been approved uh, in Europe. And that's for treatment emergent and serious um, uh, adverse uh, events and those leading to discontinuation or death. As in the as-treated set, uh, the uh, exposure adjusted incidence rates were lower with Filgo 200 versus 100 um, uh, which is interesting, but comparable between doses for SAEs, uh, treatment emergent uh, events leading to discontinuation, uh, death, and MACE. All and serious infection rates were higher for filgotinib versus placebo in the placebo set, and for filgo 100 versus 200 is in uh, the as-treated set. So this is a, you know, the first time we've seen anything like this in terms of this dose. Um, uh, which is uh, uh, curious and interesting. So in summary, Filgo was well tolerated over 5.5 years of follow-up with infrequent VTE and other adverse events of special interest and no new safety signals. The next study is from Professor Eduardo Meisler and colleagues and analyzes the impact of UPA or adalimumab as initial therapy on the achievement of 48-week treatment goals. Uh, the background of this is the Select Compare program we've already discussed a bit. Insufficient responders to initial therapy were at week 26 uh, switched from UPA to adalimumab or vice versa if they weren't at target. The study assessed the one-year treatment outcomes according to the initial randomization, regardless of how they were switched. So there were 651 patients randomized to UPA and 245 switched to ADA. There were 327 uh, initially randomized to ADA and 157 switched to UPA. At week 48, similar proportions of patients initially randomized to UPA or ADA achieved uh, low disease activity, uh, and the numbers are shown in parentheses, as well as DAS-CRP, and again, the numbers are shown on the slide. So regardless, the proportion of patients achieving low disease activity or remission at one year were similar regardless of how patients were initially randomized to either apatacitinib or adalimumab. The next poster I would like to highlight in the RA treatments in their safety session is the incidence and risk of venous thromboembolism in apatacitinib clinical trials program. VTE is probably the most concerning 
class uh, associated uh, toxicity, which has generated black box warnings uh, by the FDA. So uh, any uh, data that we glean over long-term analysis is important. So we know that patients are at increased risk uh, for development of VTE, PE, and DVT, just on the basis of having rheumatoid arthritis and having an inflammatory state. So this study describes the incidence in patients receiving UPA uh, relative to active comparators in the SELECT program and uh, it looked at uh, potential risk factors. So the exposure adjusted treatment emergent adverse event rates and per, uh, events per 100 patient years of VTE were 0.5 for UPA, 15, 0.3 for UPA, 30, 0.5 for ADA plus methotrexate and plus four for methotrexate. So no palpable differences here. Univariate uh, analysis uh, identified prior history of VTE and body mass index, both um, risk factors for cardiovascular disease, is factors associated with VTE at UPA 15 and 30. Age and NSAIDs were factors for UPA 15 dose only. So again, um, despite the fact that there is a background signal within this class, um, uh, more carefully analyzed studies um, show that uh, VTE rates were balanced across UPA doses and active comparators. Uh, risk factors associated with VTE included prior history of VTE and BMI. So we are left with uh, the recommendation that we need to risk stratify patients before we consider this class of drugs. And if we do, um, you know, I think that careful monitoring uh, is not only appropriate, um, uh, but an adequate safety measure um, when we deem that the benefits outweigh the risks. The posters in this section uh, focused on efficacy in addition, in addition to safety. And Professor Bernard Combe and his colleagues presented 52-week Philgo data uh, from the Finch-1 study. Um, and remember that this study assessed efficacy and safety of Philgo in methotrexate IR um, RA patients. The analysis uh, presents results from Finch-1 up to uh, 52 weeks. 81% plus of the 1,417 patients received study drug through week 52 were female, with a mean RA duration of 7.8 years, so it's a, a longstanding cohort, um, with DAS-CRP at baseline of about 5.7. At week 52, uh, DAS-CRP less than 2.6 uh, was achieved by 54, 43, and 46% of patients taking still go 200, 100, or adalimumab. So you can see the dosing ranges respectively. And the adverse events of interest were infrequent and balanced across uh, uh, the treatment limbs. So this is another study of filgotinib showing that efficacy sustained at 52 weeks at both doses um, and was well tolerated um, in the methotrexate IR patients with RA. The next professor was presented by another fellow CSF steering committee member, Professor Peter Nash. This study analyzed the sustainability of response between UPA and ADA in patients with an inadequate response to methotrexate. Um, so we know that the uh, goal of RA uh, treatment is a state of sustained remission or low disease activity. And this study assessed the long-term sustainability of response to these two drugs, UPA and ADA, 
both with background methotrexate and patients with prior inadequate response to methotrexate. This is the select compare program. So the key results show that a significantly higher proportion of patients receiving UPA and methotrexate achieved CDI remission at week 72 compared with adalimumab and methotrexate. Um, the p-values and percentages are shown, um, as well as CDI load disease activity. At six months, the first occurrence, 26% of UPA methotrexate and 16% of ADA methotrexate patients achieved sustained CDI remission. Um, and 49% of the uh, UPA methotrexate and 36% of the ADA methotrexate patients achieved sustained CDI low disease activity. And at 12 months um, after the first occurrence, 22% of UPA methotrexate and 14% of ADA metho patients achieved sustained uh, remission and 46% uh, uh, versus 34% in the UPA ADA achieved uh, sustained low disease activity. So this is an important study. Every um, JAK inhibitor has taken on um, uh, a TNF inhibitor, by and large adalimumab, in every way, shape, and form. And in this study, there was a consistent uh, superiority uh, of uh, UPA methotrexate versus adalimumab methotrexate um, uh, for both uh, uh, low disease activity um, uh, and remission. So uh, another uh, important piece of data in this study. So there's a running theme at this year's ACR convergence with a number of posters focusing on the effects of JAK inhibitors on uh, bone health. Uh, to find out more, um, make sure to watch out for the highlights over the next few days. But I will uh, point out uh, uh, our next poster by Dr. Attila Hamar uh, and colleagues looking at the bone effects of one year of tofacitinib treatment. So in this space, um, you know, we don't have a whole lot of granular data about how JAK inhibitors in general or tofacitinib affects bone structures and turnover markers. So this study uh, uh, attempted to do this over a one year uh, timeframe. Uh, we know that TOFA significantly reduces disease activity and was shown to reduce DAS28 and HAC, as well as lower the level of CRP. And in this study, significant increases in the levels of uh, osteocalcin, osteoprotegrin, uh, sclerostin, and vitamin D were seen at six months, uh, and in levels of osteoprotegrin and vitamin D at 12 months, and the decrease um, in C-terminal telopeptide observed at six and 12 months. Patients receiving TOFA five milligrams BID saw an increase in the levels of uh, procollagen uh, N-terminal propeptide, uh, osteoprotegrin and vitamin D at six and 12 months uh, and uh, osteocalcin at six months only. Patients receiving TOFA five BID saw a decrease in phosphate uh, and C-terminal telopeptide uh, at six and 12 months. So these are a lot of bone markers, but at one year, TOFA appeared to stabilize bone density in patients with RA and led to increase in bone turnover markers. Thank you for uh, tuning in to the CSF Daily Highlights. We hope it's been informative. Look out for tomorrow's edition, available on our website, cytokinesignaling.com and on YouTube, uh, Cytokine Signaling Forum. The CSF is providing extensive coverage of 2020 
ACR convergence on the CSF website. You can find our full abstract search and recommendations in our highlights brochure, which is available now. Look out for presentations from authors of notable papers, as well as our highlights from ACR course, where we'll go into more detail on some of the most notable abstracts presented. Thank you.